forget in Shrektober. Okay. I just if you say so. I just didn't you do just it. You just didn't do it? Yeah. All right. We'll go. Everybody and welcome back to Al Pacino's Prison Scene. This is our podcast where we talk about movies that objectively have no deeper meaning, and we think about it. I'm Thomas, and with me is my co-host Jacob Farier. All right, so you you read the title probably you maybe not maybe you're illiterate and that's why you listen to this podcast because you can't read. But uh, you, you can't know, you can't read the subtitles or the captions, so you don't know what the movie's about. Nope. But you know what we're talking about. But what you don't know is that this week is a very super special episode, as it is the first episode <gasps> where we, the Shaggy Goose Egg Boys, have a message from a a very real Shaggy Goose Egg Boy, wanting us to not uh, not one that was shipped like a already they became one. No, no, no. Yes. He became a Shaggy Goosek boy. He's one of my best friends from high school. His name is Samuel L. Thompson. Shout out to Sam Jackson. Woo-hoo. Um, And he sent us an email. I'm going to read part of the email. He obviously, he wants us to talk about Friday the 13th, which is the movie we're discussing today. But he says, I have a movie that I think will be a challenge to gain any major analysis from. Now, I'm, Sam, a, I'm a little insulted by that, actually. I don't know if you've been listening to us or not. You say you've been listening to every episode, but... I think we pull meaning out of our butts pretty easily. Yeah. I got a big old gaping but hole. I do have to admit, this movie, and when it started, I was like, I don't know what's going to come out of this. But by the point where Kevin Bacon died, I was like, all right, I think I got some stuff. And then by the end, I think I'm good. Because like when I started the movie, I was like, I don't know if this episode's going to be long enough. But I think I've got some stuff. I don't know about you, Jake, but um, that's where I'm at. I've got one thing I think that's that that's gonna ex- like be expanded upon. Right. Calling all Autobots. This is Optimus Prime. The Decepticons are back at it once. It- You know, Megatron, I don't know why we have such beef. Back on Cybertron, we were brothers. You were a good guy. But we came to Earth, and you got different. I don't know if it's a girl or... It doesn't matter. I don't like this movie anyways. So, you know the drill. You have been warned. Autobots, roll out! So, had you seen this movie before? Oh, yeah. All right. So, for those of you who have never seen the original Friday the 13th, uh, it probably doesn't go the way you think. Um, if Pretty much everyone, I would say, is familiar with the franchise, even if you've never seen you the about, movie. Are you about to do the recap? Maybe. Well, let me do the recap right quick. Well, okay. Uh, so, some teens are at a, at a camp on a lake, and they do some naughty stuff, and they die. 
And they get murdered, actually. And then one girl does not do naughty stuff, and she does not die. The yeah. end. All right. Well, it's a little more nuanced than that. But, oh, you're um, right. You're right. Naughty, die. Naughty, die. Naughty, die. Not naughty, not die. What I was going to say was, if most people are probably familiar with the Friday the 13th franchise. So you would assume that Jason is the killer. But in this movie, he is not. And so Jake left that out of his very eloquent recap. Uh, uh, the killer in this movie. Uh, so it, there's uh, right, So first of all, I have not seen very many slasher movies. It's pretty much just this and Halloween. And I've seen Nightmare on Elm Street, but I don't consider that a slasher movie. I think that's like its own animal. But uh, I think that this movie had the camera work as is very good, like work camera work. Because even though it's static for the most part, a lot of the shots are like from the perspective of as if someone was watching someone from far away. And I think that adds to the creepy atmosphere. I just wanted to point that out. Well, that's kind of what like Evil Dead does, except in a more horrifying way. Yeah, but Evil Dead's different because it's it's like so weird and wacky and like, ah, I got my hand. True enough. Uh, but this, this was more uneasy. I, I mean, I do think Evil Dead is scary. Um, See, I, I just, I don't think this movie is scary. And I, and I was, and I wrote this down, but like I, 1980s, maybe. But now, like it just does not hold up well in like well, the horror say, genre. All right. So I'm going to, I'm going to do, Jake's recap is good. I mean, that's like the gist of the movie, but I'm going to go a little bit more into detail. Just, just a little bit. Okay. So this is a few plot points. There's this crazy guy named Ralph who keeps like showing up and everyone's like, Ralph? It's crazy. Don't listen to him. Is that the beard guy or the mustache guy? I don't know. It's the crazy guy that was like in the pantry for some reason. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then throughout the movie, everyone's like, don't go to the camp. And then at the end, once everyone has died, um, you have Alice who runs into Mrs. Voorhees. And you learn that several years ago, a boy drowned and he drowned while some camp counselors were making love and his mom was unhappy so the following year the mom killed two camp counselors and so that's why she doesn't want the camp to reopen because she is presumably traumatized by her son being her son drowning um so the end of the movie you meet mrs Voorhees, and then alice kills her presumably and then she alice goes out on the boat and then jason jumps out grabs her pulls her underwater then it was all a dream or was it well no didn't wait at the end didn't they say that she was in the lake yeah but they also said there was no boy oh well true well he definitely was not a boy when so she she got roped down into the depths or was it but that's that's the only real like thing i would add to the recap but i do want to point out it's not jason it's jason's mom because the first time i saw this which i've i've only seen well and i and i think that that's supposed to be like the kind of like idea is that it's jason that's where like the twist comes in that it's not Jason. Well, but it wouldn't be a twist the first time you've seen it. Like when the movie was first released, there wouldn't have been like the stigma oh, yeah. that it's Jason. Well, there there was there is a there was a movie that came out before this one called The Orphan. Okay. Um, I don't know anything else besides that. So, well, because Jason, um, I think he's in the second. I've only seen the first two movies. I think I think Jason's the killer in the second one, but like. Obviously, and they're, and they're like twenty. There's thirteen, and because yeah, because the, there was a reboot that was like this is the thirteenth one, or maybe that was the twelfth one. I don't know. 
there's there's a, there's a few um but it's it's interesting going back that like you would expect jason to be the killer yeah. it's like oh shit it's his mom so maybe i maybe i hadn't seen this first movie then but there's a few times in the movie where they set up other people to be to the, be the, the killer guy. yeah like i think crazy ralph is a dude that's like oh maybe it's him and then the jeep that mrs Voorhees drives yes it's the same jeep that Steve drives. Yes. So then at one point when you see Is that his Kevin Jeep, Bacon? No. Steve, Kevin Bacon was the guy. Oh, sorry. Francis Bacon. Do you know who that is? No. The, he's the father of imperialism. Okay. Sorry, continue. Um, oh, Miss was where he's and Steve have the same Jeeps. You're like, well, maybe it's Steve. Yeah. Because earlier in the movie, you saw Annie, who's the first girl to die. You saw her... Um, Get into a jeep, and then she's like, eh. "Oh, she's the one that pets the dog at the beginning, right?" Yeah. Oh, hi, doggy. Which that's a weird scene. It she's is. Like, hi, girl. Oh, hi, boy. I wrote that down. When did the room was uh, what nineties wasn't it? The what? The room with like Tommy Wiseau. Yeah, I have no idea because maybe he was inspired by Friday the Thirteenth. Probably was. But um, my friend Sam also says in his email that Friday the Thirteenth perfected the slasher genre. And that Halloween was first. And Halloween was first. I looked that up to make Let, it. Okay. I'm but throw I down. think I, I enjoy Halloween more than I like this movie. I agree. And let me throw down a controversial opinion right quick. I do not like slasher movies. Not because, like, I'm scared. I don't get scared by anything. Who do you think I am? The Muffin Man. I am the Muffin Man. And the Muffin Man does not get scared of anything. He created Mundo, so... Oh, no, it, I just, I just can, I just can't. They're just too like predictable and like, like there was, there was a list I, I or a article I watched. You watched an article? Yeah, that talked about the slasher genre and like it was talking about how like the uh, killer is like always invulnerable and like no one can stop them and like there's this obvious like strand of people who die because of uh do you want to fix this right quick nope okay um this this string of people who like if you do drugs or if you you know do the naughties with your with your bits and then you're gonna die and then there's always the person who doesn't that doesn't die well on that before i started this movie and when sam sent this email like way back when whenever he first originally sent it um I already knew, I was like, well, I know the deeper meaning of this. It's that sex is bad. And like, that's literally the first thing I wrote down. I wrote that down before I started. Because she is, she's, she's, because in, in my memory, she's killing them because they're having sex. But it's, it's a little bit deeper than that. Uh, it's really like she's killing the counselors because of, you know, she, because of what happened to her kid. But then initially, the first kill was two counselors who were making love. And then there were, and then when Jason originally drowned, it was because someone was making love. So that was initially when I read this, I was like, well, that's the meaning. But like, how am I going to talk about that for an hour? But um, I think there are there's a bigger picture meaning that I think that folds into. Uh, but before I go into that, I'm going to let you speak on the. Well, let me just say that I actually don't think it's any deeper than sex is bad. At least in a general stance, I think that. So whenever we talk about like a horror movie, horror movies are generally ex- exploitive. Is that a word? Well, I don't. I don't know what you mean by they. That. They exploit like society's fears. I think it would be a, like exploitative. 
I think that's a exploitative. Word. All right, exploitative. They, <laughs> uh, they make society's fears like known. And so I did some research about like what like uh, was going on that was super scary in uh, like the nineteen seventies, the eight seventies, or the late seventies, and just kind of see what people were scared of. And I don't think that like. I don't think that any of that really connected. I really do think that this is a uh, like a religious like film. How so? Well, just like in what the kids do and in what happens. But how is that religious? Well, just like in the way that like you know, sex before marriage is a sin. That's bad. You know, smoking that dank kush is a sin die in that sense okay well i i have i have a few things um but i'm gonna keep going down the sex is bad trail so obviously that's where it started and like if if you pay attention in the movie it seems like oh she's killing them because they're having sex yeah but really only one couple has sex in the movie it's the it's the first kevin bacon okay and oh yeah, yeah yeah marcy well, but the, what about the bunk guy? The guy that's on right, top so, of the bunk? So Annie is the first girl, the first person to die. Dog lady. And she like got in the car and then was like, you drove past Camp Crystal Lake. And then she's like, I'm going to jump out. Uh-oh, you killed me. Uh, which also, I watched this on TV, like recorded. So I think all the deaths were like cut. So where Oh, so you anything. didn't see Kevin Bacon's early boobies? No. Ooh. But like I've seen the movie before. So like, because I love the Kevin Bacon death scene. And like, I was like, that's not right. So I think a lot of like the blood splatter and like beheadings and stuff got cut out in the yeah. version I saw this time, which is kind of a bummer because like it's a slasher. That's movie, like the best so... part of the movie is seeing the yeah. kills. Um, what was I talking about? Oh, <laughs> so Annie's the first one to die. So obviously she didn't do anything wrong. She yeah. was just being a counselor. Uh, then you have Ned, who's the dude that was in the bed. Ned. Which hold on, I wrote down the so. bunk bed above Kevin Bacon and his girlie. Yeah. Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? I don't understand. Okay. 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 So I wrote down so the because I was trying to figure out like why would she kill those people if the thing is about having sex? Yeah. And the broader thing is just that she is so traumatized by what happened that now she perceives all the counselors as being responsible for the death of her boy. It's like yeah. it doesn't matter. Oh, what, okay. Like what they're doing okay. or not. So, all right. Yeah. Okay. 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 Yeah, yeah. Doesn't matter what they're doing or not. It's just the fact that they're counselors. They need to be killed. But as far as these first two, Annie, dog, dog girl, Jeep girl, and Ned, who is the dude Ned. who was like pretending to be an Indian chief, and the police officer was okay, like, okay, okay. Um. So Mrs. Voorhees mentions to Alice, who's the girl that survives. She mentions to Alice that she was the cook back in the day. And then Annie was going to be the cook this time. So that's why I th- she died first, I think, is because Annie was the cook and for Mrs. Voorhees was the cook. So there's like that yeah. dualism there. And then as far as Ned, uh, he pretended to drown just so like he could get a kiss from a lady, kind of like, is it the Sandlot where yes. that happens? yep. And so that could have been seen by Mrs. Voorhees as him making fun of Jason, even though he never would have known Jason because that's how Jason died. Yeah. And then it was used in an exploitative way uh, to get 
a sexual act. It, kissing is not yeah sex, but well, it's along those lines. So I mean, I, so you. it is it is still there, but um, not everyone was killed because they were explicitly sexual. But now you can go to what you were going to say if you remember. I don't. Okay. But um, I, I mean, will I, say, I can I can bring up talk about like why it's it's more religious and, and it goes beyond than just sex. But oh 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 oh, I remember now. Oh, uh, I kind of remember. What were you talking about? Well, I said that it was lady. just because they were the yeah. But what were you talking about, dog, dog lady? Because there was something you said that made me think because because one of the things that people were scared of was like racial upheaval and like how like things were changing and like in terms of like. I'm white. I'm better than you. You know. Well, that's the subtext in like Night of the Living Dead. Is the zombies are supposed to be like colored people? Yeah. Which well, I've never seen that, but I'm just aware. Um, that's the one where the arm, where the arms boy. come out the wall, right? I don't know. No, that's a later movie. That's in that's shown in Stranger Things three. That's what that's what I'm that's what I'm talking about. I know, but it's not Night of the Living Dead. It's in that franchise. Okay. Um, I think it's the third one. You said something though. Well, about I said that. I was just like talking about how she's killed them because they're counselors, and then that's when you were about to go off on something. But oh, know. okay, so maybe so maybe it's one of those things where like now she just groups them together, like she stereotypes them. Yeah, and so that could be like a hint, a little kiss at like that, you know, that racial. Uh, uh, you're you're talking, man. That <laughs> I know. I'm trying to think of the word that racial subtext. Okay. We'll go with that. And then you said like the one guy was acting like a chief. And so maybe that's that too. Well, are they are they all camp counselors? Uh I mean they were all working for the camp. Okay, okay, okay. Uh but, but so yeah. And then also the main thing that makes me like really think that it's religious is yes, all the acts that they commit, but the number thirteen specifically. Okay. Okay. You're so probably, I think whatever you're about to say, I feel like I probably also looked up. Oh, okay. Well, number one, I want to point out that there were 12 disciples. Um, That's not 13. Hold on. 12 is before. Well, there's, there's 12 disciples, and then there's really 13 disciples. Okay. One of them, which is an uneven number, right? Yeah. And so a lot of, a lot of mythos, the number 12, res- represents like completeness. And so 13 represents like the opposite of that. Did you click on a history.com article? No. Okay. Maybe. Continue. I actually don't. Did you? Yeah. Are you looking at this? Is this the same thing I mean, you're talking I'll, about? I'll say what I'm going to say once you're done. Okay. So it rep- 12 represents completeness, which means the 13 represents like the incomplete, right? Yeah. Um, and so then Judas Iscariot, um, for all you Bible folk out there, um, know that he was the one who betrayed Jesus, essentially, and got him killed. Um, so that, that 13th number has been associated with being unlucky. Um, just in history, and have like have like death surrounding it. Yeah. So is that the end of your thing? Okay. So I play. I I looked. I was trying to figure out why, because obviously thirteen is unlucky, and like everyone knows that. But why specifically? Which thirteen is my favorite number, by the way. That's my mom's favorite number. It's my mom's lucky number, actually. Really. Um. But so I was looking up why specifically Friday the thirteenth is is considered unlucky, and that led me to a history.com article. And it kind of talked about some of what you're talking about, although I think you've kind of fumbled your Bible a little bit. I sure did. There were 12 disciples, but including Jesus, that makes 13. Okay, okay, okay. Because the the article I read talked about how there were 13 guests at the Last Supper, and the next day 
Jesus was crucified, that day being Good Friday. So there's the correlation of Friday and the number 13 there. Look at you. But also the seating arrangement of the Last Supper has led to some biblical beliefs that the number thir- that having 13 guests at sit a table at a is table unlucky, yeah. is a way to court death, which is an did odd that? thing to mention. Oh, so, yeah, I did look at that, courting death. Maybe we did look at the same article. It, uh, so I was hoping that there would be 13 camp counselors, yeah. but... There is not. There's How many? Only, there's only seven, including Steve. Plus the cabins. How many? How many people do we see in this movie? Uh, thirteen. More How many? Than thirteen. No, no, no. There's, no, no, there's no. like five people at the beginning in that little diner. They don't count. But um, how many people have speaking lines? I'm not. I'm not going to do that with you. Thirteen. I'm not playing that game. Thirteen. Bro. So I was hoping that there would be thirteen counselors, so that would like further that allegory, but there wasn't. Uh, but as far as why also Friday is unlucky, this is again biblical, but Friday is believed as the day that Eve gave Adam the apple of knowledge, which is Wait, where... You said Fri- oh, really? Apparently. Okay. According to history.com, which I think that's pretty reputable, uh, which is, of course, like the original sin and that cursed humanity. So, yeah, that's pretty unlucky. Women, dude. Um, as well, that, and then also Friday is, is supposedly the day that Cain killed Abel. Which, if you're not a Christian, Cain and Abel were supposedly the first. You don't have to be a Christian to know that. Children of Adam and Eve. I don't know why that's relevant, but Friday's supposedly also that day. Um, and then, as far as historically, the number 13, apparently. Boom, let me have this one. Come on, let me get this one. On October 13, 1307, King Philip the Fourth of France arrested hundreds of Templar knights which were holy warriors. All right, that's not what I was going to say. Oh, well, there's also that. Oh, I was going to say the Code of Hammurabi. Oh, um, I think we did read the same article. Apparently <laughs> left out the 13th law, which is where like the superstition began that number 13 was unlucky. Which, for those of you who do not know, uh, the Code of Hammurabi, that's how I say it, uh, was it's the about first... rabbi who decided he didn't want to be kosher, so he ate... Yeah, he ate... Yeah, he ate uh, Unkosher salt um, was the first written law, by the way. So there's there's that. There's your little. But also, what I said about the Templar Knights, Templars, like I said, are holy guardians. So there goes back to like the religion thing. And um, another religion thing is a uh, oh, there's a snake in the cabin, the yeah. one that they kill. Mm-hmm. And if you are Bible boys or not, you don't have to be a Bible boy. You know that uh, Satan is often uh, represented by a snake. Well, yes, even initially when he teases Eve into eating the apple. I mean, honestly, that's like his supposed form. Like, if 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 Satan is on Earth and he's not he is not in possession of a human body, he's a snake. All right. So I'm gonna I'm gonna keep going down this trail a little bit. I've got more to say about sex and impurity, but I'll get to that later. Uh, since you're talking about the devil and snake or whatever, I think that falls in line. Why with are we still here? Su- Just to suffer. With superstitions. And I think this movie presents a lot of superstitions. And I think that people could mislead that as, like, read into that being that this movie is saying that superstitions are true and that we should believe them. But I think the op- the movie is saying the opposite. Because, well, at some point the cop mentions. Which I do want to talk about the cop. Wait, which cop? I'm talking about, all right. The one on the motorcycle. All right, I'm not talking about that one. Okay. I'm talking about the one... Steve, who's like the camp 
leader who like hired everybody, his car broke down or something. So the cops driving him home. And like, oh, yeah. the cop mentions how it's not all that's not only Friday the 13th, but it's a full moon. And supposedly like crime goes way up on the full moon. And he says that it's just the way people act. But then Steve says, you're making science out of coincidence. And I think that line is important because it's the, that's where the movie is explicitly being like, hey, none of this superstitious stuff. Um, science is where it's at. But I think so, people, so, so you're you're saying that the superstition is more prevalent than the science. No, the opposite. The opposite. Yeah. Because he says you're making science out of coincidence. Oh, OK, OK. I got you. I got you. Um, so I think, but I think people might miss that and make the mistake that you just made. Um, oh, okay. And and say I thought you were I thought you were like throwing a, a hole in my entire argument. No, no, no. Um, and and saying that that Moises Voorhees killed all the counselors because it was a full moon because it was Friday the thirteenth, and she was just acting that way because of the supernatural forces. But I would argue that Mrs. Voorhees would have attacked the campers regardless. And, yeah, the counselors whenever it was happening. Because she has this deep-rooted trauma related to the counselors because her, ch- her child died. Well, when does the first killing take place? The one that we see in the beginning of the movie? Because that doesn't take place the same time as... No. I think it says... I don't. It doesn't say. I don't think it says what year it takes place. Because I know that... Then it, it flashes forward and it says present, present day. Present day, right. So, yeah, interesting. But it's also interesting to note that the camp didn't get shut down when Jason drowned. It got shut down... When the counselors were killed, because the counselors were killed a year after the Jason drowned. Okay. Which I think is an interesting point that they weren't necessarily concerned about the child, but once the workers were killed, right, then it was time to shut down. Well, there's a different. I mean, there's a huge difference between somebody drowning and people being murdered. Yeah, I guess so, but it's still that might be, and I didn't write any of this down. That might be like commentary on how like companies protect their own yeah more than the consumer um but i I mean i don't have anything else to do that but also on superstitions at the beginning of the movie a radio said the radio says it's a black cat day here at crystal lake which if you probably you listen or shaggy goose egg boys are probably familiar with the stereotype or the superstition that a black cat isn't lucky that's just again the kind of like setting the stage for, hey, everything's going to go wrong. And then even once uh, Annie Dog Girl goes into the restaurant or diner, whatever it is, everyone's like, don't go to Camp Crystal Lake. So the superstitions continue. The cop I want to talk about. Um, so so you're kind of talking about superstition more than like religion or Christianity. I'll make it specific than kind of I am. Well, because there's no examples of Christianity in the film. Well, you're right. But I think it is very representative. Well, I was saying like that I'm not making a point about like Christianity necessarily, but I'm making a point about like like the, that kind of what was going on in this time. It, there was a lot more like Christianity going about, and like this was the time of like heavy metal and like death music is Satan's music or whatever. And like we mentioned Stranger Things earlier, I'll mention it again. Um, that like, do you remember at the end of season three when spoilers, Hopper is dead and like they're doing like the news thing and it's like welcome to hell, a lot of strange occurrences because Dungeons and Dragons and rock music. 
This is kind of like that. That was like 85, though. It was 83, 84. No, because 84 was season two. Cause that's when Ghostbusters oh, came out. 85. Ghostbusters this, is in the sec- is, is, is in season three. Because they're, the, they're in the movie theater. That's Back to the Future. What did I say? Ghostbusters. Oh. <laughs> they wear Ghostbusters costumes in season two. Oh, yeah. Well, but still, this still, like, I mean, this has been going on. It's not like that only happened that one year. Like, this is something that's been going on. I know, but this was 1980, so I'm saying potentially could have predated that. Right, but I'm saying that this was happening. I mean, it wasn't just, like, this was happening all the way in the 70s. Like, it wasn't just a thing that was happening in the 80s. Okay. Because, like, around the 50s is when, like... So what's your point? Christian? Well, I'm, my point is that is that this movie is, like, supposed to, like, scare kids into not doing naughty stuff. Okay. You're not going to... You don't, you don't have anything beyond that? Not necessarily. Okay. Well, I will I will concede that a, a lot of things in this movie are overly sexualized. But it's not just the kids that behave that way. Because there's one, there's one scene... This is a different diner than the one Annie went into. But Steve is in a diner, and, like, the lady is, like blah 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 and she says what do i owe you and she's like oh just a night out on the town which i mean like yeah that's just like a playful thing or whatever but um that's still like kind of a sexual advance not really but then as far as the kids go i mean you have obviously ned trying to drown to get kissed ned then you have uh kevin bacon and that girl doing it and then the Monopoly strip. Yeah, poker. but you had then you have the strip Monopoly, and I think that's about it as far as examples of like sexual activity. But it is it is prevalent throughout the film, like that's very much a theme. But well, it's prevalent through like all slasher films. No, it's not. Well, not in Halloween. Yeah, it is. No, it's not. How is it not? How? Well, I mean, it's been a while since I've seen Halloween, but because no, Laurie's just like a regular bookish girl, and he he's she's, yeah, but she doesn't die. Yeah, but she's the one that he's trying to kill. Is he? Yeah. Is he trying to kill her? Yeah. I'm going to have to call my mom. Okay. Can we do that? Can we have a guest on the podcast, like no. over the phone? Okay. It would sound bad. And we're good audio boys. Yeah, we are. Sometimes. Sometimes. When the Decepticons aren't trying to hack our signal. Yeah. I'm going to have to call up my boy Optimus Prime and get him over here. But um, beyond just sex is bad, I think that there is this theme of the like the overarching theme of this film is the blissful ignorance of adolescence. Which, I okay, I definitely agree with that. Which I think, which those big words, what that means is like when you're a kid, you don't know any better in in layman's terms. So then you are you like you have all the sexy kids doing sexy well, times. Well, hold, hold on. Because I wouldn't even say that it's that they don't know any better. I would say it's that they don't care to know any better. Why? If that makes sense. Which is like, like you don't need to. Like, it, like at this age, you don't need to know more. Well, that's problematic. But uh, you have all the kids wanting to do like sexy times. Like initially in, in the truck, you have Kevin Bacon's girlfriend and Ned. And Ned. Maurice, not Maurice. Do it Marcy time. is like... Telling Ned, she's like, hey, uh, do you ever, do you just want to have sex? And he's like, no, sometimes I just want to kiss girls. <laughs> and like, like obviously. Okay. He's definitely gay. That Obviously that's sexually charged. Uh, but as far, like beyond just like having sex and stuff. That could be the name of a store. Sex and stuff. Sex, I'm pretty sure. I feel like it is. Um, the, the, the theme of like kids not knowing better runs throughout the film. Again, like the. 
sexual themes because you initially have Annie is the first character we meet. Uh, and then they're like, don't go to Camp Crystal Lake. And then the dude, the dude that drives her there is like telling her to quit her job. And then, but she's like, no, I'm not going to quit my job. And then she says, and then he's like, dumb kids. And he starts talking about like his niece and nephew who are like dumber than a bag of rocks or whatever he says. Yeah. Well, dude, Freddy Krueger's going to get me, man. Um, That's the wrong movie. <laughs> oh, sorry. Um, it's interesting that you point that out. Cause, and maybe you'll be like, no. But like a lot of the times, the kids that are in these movies are pretty dumb. In this movie, they're complete idiots. Well, but but that, I but I, that but I think but point. I think that that goes to your idea of like blissful ignorance. Number one, okay, okay. When this is this is stupid. I mean, they're stupid all the time. But like this specifically, like when they're done playing strip monopoly or whatever, she didn't dress. She does not get dressed, yeah, and then she goes. Why does she do this? She just leaves. She leaves her clothes there. Like so, she's in her undies well, and her see, bra. She, might, she was holding something in her hand, so she might have had her no, clothes in no, her no, no, hands. no. She puts no, no. We see her go put on her jacket and then leave. Well, but they could have forgot to put that in. No, we. She was carrying something. What was she carrying? She was just going like this because she no, was cold. She was carrying something. I don't think so. But so, maybe. But, but even if she is carrying, why would she put it on? Yeah, why would why she put would it on? She not put and it then on. like, uh, why would you go out there alone? It's raining like crazy. Why wouldn't you just stay in? Yeah. Yeah, I, I wrote that down. And then like there's one part when the when the motorcycle cop is there, he's like, Are you smoking? And then Kevin Bacon says, Smoking? No, sir, I don't smoke. That causes cancer. <laughs> well, I love I love the cop. But I I'm I'm he is where where is Cambridge Lake at? A fictional place. I don't know. I it's, don't know. I don't know where it's supposed well, to be. Well, because he, he definitely has a Southern Bible belt accent. The cop does? Yeah. Which is another thing that I was thinking about, like in the terms of like religious uh, scaring or whatever. But he says, he says, we don't want no weirdness out here. Well, and that that could be kind of fighting, like the um, everyone in this town seems to agree that there's some supernatural going on, and then the cop is like supposed to be the the authority of the town is like, if I don't believe in it, then it's not real. Okay. Which again would would feed into what I was saying earlier about. Um, Science for superstition, because yeah. he's like supposed to be the authority, and I've, I mean, obviously, well, the, I mean, the other cop goes against that. What but. else have we talked about authority in? I don't know. Ghostbusters. Hey, you can't trust authority. Yeah. So no, that that breaks this argument. Don't bring that up. Um, but then also about uh, kids not knowing. But I had I had something else. Oh, okay, yeah. It's, it's when when Steve is in the diner, he mentions he's like, I've gotten six new counselors up at Camp Crystal Lake and they are babes in the woods in every sense of the word. So obviously, babe is someone that's hot and they're in the woods and yeah. they're all hot and they're teenagers. Yep. But if you're so for some reason, you're not familiar with the phrase babes in the woods. What that means is that a person is innocent or naive, usually in an unfamiliar or dangerous environment. So he, of course, is just trying to say, like, they're in a new place. They're not very familiar with yeah. it. But then also in the circumstances of the film, they are in this dangerous situation and none of them are aware. Right. The entire time. Like. <sighs> Done yawning? Yeah. And let's talk about being stupid. Again. I mean, like, their friends are disappearing and they're just like, oh, let's have sex. Well, but they, they assume that the other kids are having sex. And that's why they don't oh. go after him. Oh. <laughs> Except I don't know why they wouldn't go after Ned. <clears throat> Better out than in, I always say. It's not Shrek-tober anymore. Doesn't matter. 
better out than in Iowa, you see. Um, who 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 dies first at the camp besides Annie? Ned is he the one that's that in dies the first at the camp? Okay. Yeah, which I think that's partially because she saw him like pretending to drown, so yeah. she was like yeah, yeah, yeah. already predisposed to not liking him because he doesn't actually engage with anybody. But there is that part where he's like watching Kevin Bacon and Marcy do something like kiss or something. Well, and this is why I say it goes beyond just having sex. And this is why it pervades into more like Christian law and like that kind of stuff. But, oh, but also, all right, this is, this is the last thing I have about, kind of ignorance of the younger kids is everyone says that crazy is Ralph. Everyone says that Ralph is crazy. That's what I meant to say. Um, but th- he's, he, everything he says is true. Yeah. Well, I was actually, I was talking to Emily about this is that like, in and all like movies and like TV shows and stuff, there's always the one character who's like, the world is ending. Or here we go. Here's a good one. In Flush Away, there's the one, there's the one uh, mouse that's like, the world is ending. And everybody's like, "Oh, don't mind him; he's just crazy." And then it all—it always is true. Is that it? Yeah, I just wanted to bring that up. Okay, um, so I think part of that is what you're saying, but also is that listen to your elders. Yeah, because he's—he's he's obviously one of, if not the oldest characters in the film, and he is—he is pretty weird. Like, I don't know why he was just—he's just in out the closet, in like yeah, the pantry cabinet or whatever. But uh, what he's saying is true, and that makes me wonder why does he know so much. So I, I think that he maybe uh, was like part of the original camp uh, and was like a counselor or something. Probably maybe not a counselor since he's so old. Well, let me throw but this when out there. Mrs. Voorhees was there. He was there when that was going down. Do we know who Jason's dad is? Jason from the future. Is his dad? Yeah. How does that work? I don't know. Is it like a Terminator thing? We're like, yeah. okay, okay. Jason is Jason's dad is Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh, okay, okay. Who is a who is also a time traveler? Who is Crazy Ralph? Yes. So he lived so long, and then he was like, I, we, uh, <laughs> uh, what's the thing that Doc says? We one point twenty one gigawatts. Now he goes, ah, we have to go back. Who says that? Well, Doc says it. He says, he says, we have to go back. Oh. But it's Arnold Schwarzenegger, so he goes, ah, we have to go back. Okay, okay. Get in the DeLorean. Ah. Arnold Schwarzenegger, 2024. He can't. He's not natural born. Says who? Citizen. Well, that's, that is, that's a lie, because he's a time traveler. He's Jason. And Jason was born in the U.S., so. That doesn't mean anything. There's so he's natural born. hair on my foot. So he's natural born. Um, so that's that's. Ah, we have to go back. I think that's all I have on. As far as like the blissful ignorance of adolescence, which I do think is like the prevalent theme of this film. Yeah, and I think you're totally right that like, and, you, and like I said, we've seen the stupidity, but like, I mean, everything they do is just sort of like, what's the word when you're like, Ooh. like you're not like thinking about. What's with an F? I think. I don't know what it Fraxidaisical. is. Fraxidaisical. There's lackadaisical. Yeah, lackadaisical. But I don't think that's what I'm thinking. But you know there's what I'm a, saying. But you, but you understand what I'm saying, F, though. Yeah. Is that they're not like, they're not, they are not intentionally paying attention to what is happening around them. They're kind of just kind of like in their own world and looking at girls' boobies and stuff. 
and thinking like, mm, let's play sexy and Monopoly. And so they're kind of like forgetting that, you know. Yeah. But since, since the last thing I brought up about uh, that kind of theme with a T-H-E-M-E, if you can't understand me. Theme. F-E-E-M-E. That's, you got a friend in me. You got a theme um, in me. Is I think this movie possibly could be presenting a message about mental illness mm-hmm. and like trauma. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't, I don't know enough about this to like actively speak to it. But then you have Ralph, who's presented as crazy, and I don't think he's mentally ill because he has, you know, he's he's like he knows what's going on. Although he could maybe be like autistic or something. Well, uh, because he's not, you know, mental illness, mental illness from trauma. I mean, that could that could present itself in different ways. Well, yeah, that's that's where I was leading. Because um, I wrote down like trauma slash PTSD. Obviously, you have Mrs. Voorhees, whose skewed view of the world has like led her to believe all these counselors are responsible for the death of her son. Yeah. Even though logically that doesn't make sense. Um, I don't know, like the actual like psychotic break there, like where that would come from. Well, and then like the manifestation of Jason, like when he's like, when she's like, kill them. Yeah. So that's obviously based on that experience. But then also going back to in the recap, Alice be like in the boat and like Jason comes out. Yeah. And then like initially, Supposedly. initially when I saw the movie, um, first of all, I watched that with my family and like everyone was like, oh, God, wait, this. Yeah, the first time I saw it. Oh, OK, OK. I thought, was, I thought you meant like when you watched it no. today, I was what? But so so he like comes up and grabs her and then the dudes, the cops like. There was no boy. I don't know why it was a Mickey Mouse voice, but uh, so then that I was like, okay, so then it was just a dream. So then when I was writing this down, it was actually before that happened. Um, so I was saying that Alice was kind of projecting. It's like a combination of what the, the story that Mrs. Voorhees was telling her, yeah, and the events that have just transpired made her believe that she had been taken under by jason which is entirely possible people do hallucinate and do things like that well how well how does do we know how jason like comes back alive in the later movies yeah i don't remember okay. he's in the second one i think which is interesting you know that that i that i you know did when our, our character or our introduction what is is that a non-diegetic sound yeah i would think because i thought i feel like they hear it like in other movies well, they, I don't know. I haven't seen the other one, so I can't speak to okay. that. But um, so I, I, the first time I saw this, I thought that it was not real. And then so like, I wrote down that perhaps that was maybe her experience, her trauma, and right. then like, going through that. But then this time, I was like, oh, maybe it was real. Well, because how would that be manifest? Like you say, like, oh, well, sometimes they hallucinate like that. But what? evidence does she have for that specific manifestation of jason no it, it, it would have just she, she would have just fallen in the water and nothing would have dragged her in she would have just like freaked out but she, but she saw something she was asleep so it could have been a dream right but where does that manifestation come from it's just the image of a boy that's been in the lake for however many years why does she know what that looks like she wouldn't it's just that's what she would think of you have an imagination do i yeah Oh, well, I guess I am a filmmaker. Um, but then the, the one thing that points to that not being real is that there was a cop standing there like when it happened in the edit. That's what it looks like. 
So then if a cop saw that happen, then why would they be like, oh, there was no boy? Well, who, well, well which cop was it? Was it the mustache cop? I don't know. Because but if it was the mustache cop, then he might have just been like, ah, you know what? I got to keep the secret. Who's it's the okay. mustache cop? The one who was like, we don't want no weirdness out here. The motorcycle cop? Yeah. Okay. Not the diner cop. Mustache cop. I mean, I think it was real. Why? I don't know. No, I just got a feeling. You gotta have a reason. Well, just I mean, just because in the later movies that like, well, did they have a plan for more movies when no. this one came out? Hmm. Then I don't know. I mean, I mean, basically, I would say basically every movie. If you read the history, every movie in the Friday the Thirteenth franchise was intended to be the last movie. Oh, I think I knew that. And then someone else was like, oh, "I'm gonna make another one." And then I mean, I I feel like the same guy did make the first two, but then beyond that, it's like a different person every movie. I mean, just like the thing I was saying, like how like why would that be what she saw like i the evidence for that being what she saw just doesn't add up to me it's just a manifestation well manifestations are based on like things that you already know like and how they look well you can imagine like a dude that's been underground for several years and he comes out yeah but that would be that would be based on something already that would be based on something that i've already seen so what did she see she can just. Th- what do you mean to be based on something you've already seen? Well, like a zombie. Like when you think of a zombie, you think of what a zombie looks like based on the other zombies you've seen. Yeah, but you would know. She would know what like a rotted body looks like. Would she? Yeah. Why? Why would you not just think of a body and then think of it rotting? But if she's never seen something like that, how do you know she hasn't? That's well. That's why. I'm, that's what I'm asking. Because I'm trying to pinpoint like where. So you could have just seen it like in a movie or something. I guess so. But that just seems like a cop-out to me. Like, oh, you know. Well, how do you know what a zombie is? Because I've seen zombies. No, that's a cop-out. No, it's not. But, I mean, I, there's actual evidence. Also, that's a, it's a movie, so you don't know. But like, but, like, I have evidence. Like, I could name movies that I've seen. But there's no... I mean, I, 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 it's purposefully ambiguous. And so, at the end of the day, it is just going to be like, well, this is what I believe. This is what you believe. Because there is no real evidence that I think that I think leans to either way. I think you're supposed to believe that she's gone crazy, and I think that that is the correct statement. I, I like I think that that's that is supposed to be like what you're supposed to think, but I also think that she's not crazy. Well, I think that I've worked through all my notes because why. <laughs> Why would she? Why would she manifest Jason? Why wouldn't she manifest mommy? Because she just killed her. Yeah, but if if it's PTSD or like that kind of trauma, then that is often like you like you often see what you're afraid of. How whatever. do you know that? Well, because that's psychology. How do you know that? How do I know that? Yeah, because I took a class on psychology when? last semester. Well, I'm in it right now, and I'm not sure. Have you gotten the PTSD? Yeah, we, we that was the last unit we did. Oh, well then. I mean, I guess media depictions of what PTSD is. But how do you know that's true? How do we know anything's true? Exactly. What's real? Maybe it's all a dream. Maybe, maybe, maybe this is all Mama Voorhees, like, in, a, in an insane asylum, like, wishing that she was doing this. Because what evidence is there that this is real? That this actually happens within the movie. Because it's a movie. And that's the movie we're watching. And then there's more movies that Mrs. Voorhees is not in. 
That's because she had a, a mental attack or something. Okay. That's what I'll say. All right, we got we got to push it. We got two. We got no, we twelve don't. minutes. Oh, I'm done. I don't have anything else to say. So. <sighs> oh, um, I do want to say that like I I was trying to stretch this, but like that is like unintelligible. And like I was saying, like maybe that's like has to do with like the Vietnam War and how like I don't understand what they're saying because they're Viet- Vietnamese and they don't speak English. Why specifically the Vietnam War? Well, that, that's just what was going on during that time. How then? How is that related? Well, I'm saying that like maybe a subtle like attempt to make people scared of Vietnam or something. How? Well, like association. How? Oh my gosh, Thomas. You're not expecting Thomas. anything. Okay. So, the U.S. soldiers do not understand Vietnamese. Yeah. So they're like, I don't understand it. I'm afraid. Kill. They don't understand what sh- 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 ah means. But so they're, they're not like, hearing it. It's not real in the movie. It's just like the soundtrack. Yeah, but the audience is. Okay. And the movie is made to scare the audience. Yeah. Not the characters in the in the movie. So, how so it's it like it's like a war? it's like a. I just told you just because you don't understand it. Yes, and so it's like a, it's like an association thing. Well, I don't think that makes any sense. Well, I do. Your brain's just not big enough like mine. Okay. Finish psychology, and then you can say that because it's like like you know when you do like word association games, or like the Rorschach test. Like it's like these things that lie like deep within your mind. You see what I'm saying now? I mean, I understand where you're coming from, but I don't think I don't think it works. Oh well, then that's fine. Dang, we have not agreed a lot on this episode. Nope. Do you like this movie? Yeah. I oh, maybe, funny. maybe, maybe that's maybe that's why we aren't agreeing because I don't like this movie. It's, it's. I mean, it's fun. I'm like, I like the camera angles and stuff. I just, I just, I'm just not a fan. I can't get behind it. I guess that's all I got. I mean, I, 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 I like literally went through every note I made. I don't think, which this is the first time I've done that. So yeah, I think that's it, Sam. Uh, I think we got some stuff out of this. So take that, buddy. And if you want us to talk about a movie, if you think we don't know anything about nothing, then you can Wait. email us. Wait, <sighs> don't know anything about nothing. Yeah, if you think we don't know anything about nothing. I mean, I know a few things about nothing. No, you don't. Oh. You don't know anything about nothing. I don't know anything about anything, but no, I do you know something about know, nothing. You don't know anything about nothing. I know something about nothing. If you think you know something about nothing, then email Jake at the email that he's going to tell you. Which is pacinopodcast at gmail.com. I'm not going to tell you my personal email if that's what you were hoping for. No, but you also got to tell them they, they can also tweet us. Oh, they can? Yeah. When did that happen? Uh, Like a month ago. What day is it? September. Oh, wink, wink. What? Is it wink, wink? Honestly. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> me or him. Yes or no. Um, if you don't want Jason to come get you. Make sure you don't do naughty things, okay? But Jason didn't get him. The mom got him. Yeah, but the mom killed him because Jason. Jason was inside of her. That's why she was like, 
kill them. Which is super weird, by the way. It is super weird. Um, PacinoPod at Twitter.com or however you say it. Tweet us at PacinoPod. At PacinoPod. On Twitter. Oh, we, wait. They, they forgot to do the blow up. We're not done yet. I know, but we're supposed to do that before. Oh, okay. Reverse. I mean, nobody blew up. Nobody so. did blow up. Did something blow up? Did lights blow up? Lights turned on at the archery range. I mean, that's something. Um, I don't. I don't know. I don't know what to give this. I mean, point two five. So usually I'll be like, "Oh, there was a whammy zammy. That's something." But, but this, this, this didn't even have that. There's a lot of stabs. Yeah. Blood went. I guess blood went kind of like. See, but I also mind the version. I saw like cut all that out, so I have no idea. Well, I saw that. I saw the. So what would you say? I guess. See, I don't know if I can give it anything. You have to give it something. Then I guess point two five. I don't. All right, you know what? I'll give it a point seven five, so we make it a point five. A nice clean number. Does that work? I feel like that's too much. I agree. You know what? Fine. Point two five. I just can't. You know what, Thomas? I'm tempted to give this movie a zero. That's what I'm saying. So I don't even know. It's like even though arguably people are psychotic in this movie, they don't even like emotionally blow up at each other. Well, there's no character development whatsoever. You just have Alice being like, bah! oh, there was something else for me to say. Alice is the only the only person who doesn't want to be there is the only one who survives in the end. Does she? Yeah. I mean, I guess she lives, but does she really survive, or her is her mind gone? According to you, it's not. Well, then she does. She survives, but according to you, it is. So does she survive? I'm asking. I'm asking you if she survives. Yeah. Okay. All right. But that's she, not. She a, can keep living. That's not an explosion, though. No, it's not. You I know what? You know what? You know what? You know what? You know what? Zero. I hope that didn't zero. Jack everything up. I hope not too. Zero. I feel like it may have. Well then, I then I can definitely say without a doubt that this is the lowest. Yeah, for on, sure on the ready or not scale. So are we saying zero? I think so. Dang, are we even allowed to release this episode with a zero? Yeah, because zero means nothing. But we don't know anything about nothing. So then, can we? Somebody's got to know something. Somebody's about well. I guess you're right. All right, if you know something about nothing. Email us at the email that Jake has already told you. No, I don't. What are you talking about? I never He's said it. You've got to tell him now. We rewinded. Uh, PacinoPodcast at gmail.com. Or we have a Twitter if you want to see some, some funny videos. When did that happen? September. i got to redo it all again because we rewinded. We September. What day is it? September. Uh, I don't know what day it is. Twitter.com. PacinoPod. Pacinopod at twitter.com. And um, I think that's it. Should we just go like like this? Oh, Stout and Sauerkraut. I forgot about that. Oh. Stout and Sauerkraut. I was trying to do the mom. The what? The mom. Oh. Thank you.
Mrs. Voorhees. Mrs. Voorhees. Oh, no. 